you ready? There we go. What color is that? <laughs> Maybe if we take a pencil. And then we make a face. And then we see the life in the eyes. Life is always in the eyes. <gasps> There's a monster. How does the story begin? With a boy. Too old. To be a kid. You're coming to live with me. Don't touch anything. Too young to be a man. I no longer see you. <laughs> what did he do? Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 98. What? And my name is Scott. My name is Jared. And my name is Michael. Oh, Michael, Michael. Oh, that's it? All three of us? Yes. Jared's back. It's exciting. Oh, man. You haven't, you haven't been here since we went to Harry Potter's it, universe. Yeah, it's been a while, oh, and I God. just chugged uh, coffee, so I'm very excited. Fantastic okay. beasts well, and where to hide them. <laughs> welcome back. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching, as well as the week in film news mm-hmm. before... Our featured review. This is like review of the year, probably, right, oh, guys? I, I've mm. been. Oh, I can't believe. It. I can't believe it's it's time. The day has come. Rogue One. <sighs> A Star Wars story? <laughs> Question mark. I think that was in the title, right? <laughs> no, no. There's like an indicator no. that you're supposed to have a rising tone. Yeah, uh, from director Gareth Edwards, director of Godzilla, director of Monsters. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what? now director of this. Oh, man. So you can subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes or through the podcast software of your your choice. Uh, you can also go on to iTunes. We're, we're welcoming recipes. It's this new thing we're doing. Yeah, we've decided to ask our listeners, our viewers, uh, to give us a recipe instead of a review. That's actually a good idea. Why didn't we do that earlier? I, I don't know. But you know what? <laughs> Just Let's thought of it. it. Just thought Let's of it now. It. Okay. What do you guys want? I want to. I, I want somebody's grandma's recipe for something. Yeah, nothing specific. Just grandma's recipe. Yeah, because you know grandmas are the best. So you, what you're going to be doing is going on to iTunes and you're going to be leaving us a five star or four star review, and then putting down your favorite grandma's recipe in in the info box there. Yeah, that's in, what in you're the area about? where you would normally write your comment about why you rated it as you did just to head instead go ahead and leave us grandma's blank and then you can tell grandma you did it she'll be super proud she's internet famous and that's in that way when anyone wants to read the comments about how good the show is they actually get a recipe book see it's it's called edutainment is what this is called yeah we're we're you know we're interactive here as as i as i sit here and listen to this it dawns on me that we need a tv program or or podcast program in which grandmas face off uh in in a recipe war 
sure, surely this must be already a thing. The grandma cook-off. Like, probably. Is this on the cooking channel? This, the spa- the sp- yeah, spaghetti sauce challenge or something? Like all of grandma's specialties? Yeah. They show down. You you come like, in and you're like, my who's grandma, the best grandma is better than your grandma, you know? <laughs> Are all the recipes just like chock full of butter? Is that why Grandma's recipes are really good? Because it's oh yeah, like lard. Like lard. you start with lard and butter and olive oil, and that's how you make a salad. <laughs> uh, you can also go to our website. It is verticalviewing.com. On that website, there's a little PayPal donate button. It's we, it's yeah. shiny, right? It, we would encourage you to think about maybe just clicking it. Yeah. Just, just put your mouse over that little PayPal button. It says donate. It's yellow. Yellow things are happy and fun. I think probably yeah. attractive to the human eye. Yeah, that's what like scientists have discovered. Uh, sci- scientists have also discovered that supporting this podcast it's good for your health. Helps us keep the lights on and offset the cost of seeing movies putting on the show. Slicing off a corner of the internet. I think we have to say is maybe good for your health. We can't. Uh, there was an asterisk. You could okay. you could hear it right. Well, it's an explicit podcast, so. <laughs> It's uh, it's not true. it's not good for your children's health. Well, they could. I don't know. You listening to it is good for their health. Hmm. You'd have to explain to your kid what a chode is, or something <laughs> like that. Is that something that comes up a lot on this show? I don't recall. I don't uh, know. <laughs> well, it has now. Huh? But to, yeah, to to get back to the more important things, verticalviewing dot com. Uh, that's where all of our podcasts are. All or you can email us. All. 100 almost minus two minus two away seven or eight on the other end before we went full rogue live full rogue one on the internet yeah so it's it's coming up on two years this april so which means that we've done more than one a week sometimes to to get to a hundred this quickly if that math makes sense yeah we have uh done a couple bonus casts yeah so we are happy for everyone who's uh stuck with us and any new listeners welcome aboard welcome aboard and we appreciate the continued listening the new ones to come tell your friends tell your teacher tell tell your kindergarten teacher about this share this with your fellow (laughs) kindergartners Uh, please send your thoughts and recommendations our email address is verticalviewing at gmail.com we're on twitter at verticalviewing guys let's get into the show this is dope. Let's do this. Let's. Red, you haven't been on in ages. What's happening? Whew. Well, uh, I've got a couple things that I've been watching and a few things that I read. First of all, I finished, uh, I've completed watching all that Netflix has offered of Dirk Gently and his holistic detective Ooh, I'm agency. Only, I'm only one episode in right now. I didn't have a chance this week to, to watch. It. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, right. It's so good. Uh, I don't want to try to explain any of it because it's so wacky, but so fantastic. By the end, you're just totally on board and none of it will surprise you, um, but it's awesome. Uh, also, that's really great that it's on Netflix, by the way. Yeah, I want everybody to watch it uh, because we need more of it. And it's filmed right around here. So if you watch it, you'll recognize like Dude Chilling Park. You'll recognize... They, no way. They go to Dude Chilling Park in... Oh, yeah, dude. The, you'll recognize no way. everywhere in this show. If you watch it, you will recognize... They probably... Yeah. I've, can, said, can I've said it before. They were filming just right outside my house yeah. one day, and yeah, I wanted so to Vancouver, jump on set. People yeah. not from Vancouver won't get this. Dude Chilling Park, a, a, a small city park where there's a statue of some little 
These spe- giant it's like sp- reclining figure this number nine. Yeah, these spaghetti noodle looking things. These big logs looking and like it's a, supposed to be a guy. It's a dude l- relaxing. It's a dude chilling. So they, someone came and created a sign that was basically a doppelganger of a city of Vancouver parks. Like uh, a, yeah, like a designer or an engineer or somebody created an exact replica of a city of Vancouver public parks and sign. Dude, chilling park and and installed it. That's pretty good. And then the city was going to remove it, and then they got all these petitions cry. from the neighborhood. They were like, "No, that's Dude Chilling Park. Leave it." So it's now officially Dude Chilling. Park. Yeah, you can Google <laughs> Dude Chilling Park in Vancouver, and that's not in the episode at all, is it? Do they talk about? It? <laughs> no, no, and you don't even see the Dude Chilling, but you can you can tell where they are. I think there's a sitcom in the waiting, guys. Dude Chilling Park, you know, a really great CBC sitcom about. Uh, you know, a group of people living in an apartment around Dude Chillin' Park. A maybe? bunch of Vancouverites struggling to uh, afford <laughs> rent. In, Guys, uh, it's a hit in the big city. It's a hit, and Mike Michael will watch it because it's really bad TV. Oh, I watch all. I watch good. I watch bad. <laughs> Mike's gonna be in it. Yeah, man. Yes, I will be the Dude Chillin'. <laughs> do you have <laughs> Do you have any bad TV for us? What's going on? Uh, no, not really. Like I watched the episode one of Dirt Gently. And I thought that was great. Awesome. Like, glad um, you liked it. Oh, it was so good. I went to see Allied, actually, in the theater. Oh, no way. With uh, Brad Pitt and uh, Marion Cotillard. So you they were there. You went with them. I totally did. It was great. Brad Sat Pitt, in between them. Brad Pitt was sort of a bore. Marion was much nicer. Uh, anyway, that sort of sums up the movie. <laughs> it uh, It was okay. For anyone who's unfamiliar with Allied, it's set in World War II. Uh, Brad Pitt it plays a guy from Ontario. No way. Totally. What? He, yeah, he's a he's a Canadian soldier who is a wing commander. So you're saying he's I'm rank- Brad Pitt? <laughs> yeah. His his uh his rank is wing commander, and it starts off with him parachuting into French Morocco and going to Casablanca and he's meeting playing up. a PC game. Wing commander. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Or is it the movie with Freddie Prinze Jr. and Matthew Lillard? <laughs> so he, he goes to Casablanca, meets up with Marion Cotillard. They do this like sting op thing where they assassinate a dude and then they get married. And in the trailers, if you've seen the trailers, the V section, which is like the secret service section of uh, the military in the UK, tells them they think his wife is a spy. And or has- double agent, right? Isn't that what she is? Well, a, a spy is what they think because they, they, they find out the woman whose name she's using or may or is uh, supposedly died in France and then they think she's a German agent mm-hmm. that took her place hmm. and is now spying Suspicious. for Germany yeah so yeah. so the idea is they want him to just not do anything except run a very simple test leave something for her to send over to Germany if they catch it in their the dispatches that they catch being sent out They'll know she is a spy, but he has to go and do his own investigation. The thing that this film missed was tension. Huh. Like, there wasn't very much tension. So it tried to show that he's suspicious of her actions, but it it didn't do a very good job. <clears throat> and this is Robert Zemeckis. This is Robert Zemeckis. Huh. So it had the Uncanny Valley effect. Why? Uh, the CGI? Well, because they weren't really people. Oh, what is this all like? No, a, no, no. They're really people, but they a, just this was a Polar Express kind of movie. This would be awesome. I think the CG would have acted better. Is basically oh, what I'm wow. saying. Brad Pitt was just very boring and bland. He needed uh, 
he played it too stoically so that when eventually when whatever was really going on came out uh it, it just didn't have the impact that it needed so i'm giving I this i have a guess as to how it <laughs> unravels but i don't want to say cuz well, it is would, that might spo- be a spoiler is that spoilers to to make a guess well if he answers if my if my if he addresses well it's a podcast the veracity have, of my the list the viewers won't know how what his face looks okay, like okay yeah nod or shake but my guess is that Brad Pitt turns out to be the spy. Okay. So a reaction was had there. Uh yeah, so like it was it was okay. It was competently acted. Uh there were some really cool scenes cuz they're in London during a bunch of the blitzes, like the air raids. Uh so there's one scene where they're just having a party at their house. And they're looking at all these German planes in the sky and they see one of them get hit, one of the bombers get hit, and then it just starts to list and turn towards their place. So it's like coming right at them during this party. That was pretty cool. Well, so why didn't Zemeckis just go and make a straight up war flick? That I don't sounds know. tense. I don't know. Like it, this this was a pretty violent movie in, in parts. What? Uh because Brad Pitt can't <clears throat> just sit still and run this op and then kill his wife if she is a spy, so he has to go and do his own research, which involves flying over into France and stuff like that, and... Doing his own fat chick. So, okay. uh... So, okay. like, it's it's okay, but it's not... It could have been a really, really good movie. Mm-hmm. It, it could have been, like, Casablanca 2016. Yeah, but it's only passable, so I give it, like, a Damn. 7. Damn se- 7 mm-hmm. out of 10. Okay. Um, that's Allied. It's in theaters now, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Check, no. check it out. If, if you got nothing else to watch, go check it out. I I saw a advanced screening. This movie hopefully should be coming out soon. Uh, it's a movie called A Monster Calls. Oh yeah, it's supposed oh, to come yeah. out on Christmas Day, isn't it? I I was real. I'm really looking forward to this. Guys, do not miss this movie. This this movie's a masterpiece. It, it looks really sad. I'll say it right now. It is. It is sad. I try. I tried to sort of build a wall around my heart to quote the orbital song uh, for the most of the movie. But at the end, when you find out what the what the nature of this monster is, there like is what's going on? Why he's there? The scenes. Uh, and what the kid was sort of doing this whole time? Like the wall around my heart just crumbled. Yeah. Uh, so basically, what is a monster calls? How is it, how is Jin Erso? Jin Erso is in this. She plays the cancer-ridden mother of this young boy who's dealing with the imminent... You know, she, she's terminal. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to... It, it reminded me a bit of The Fountain a little bit. He's trying to sort of... Process. The death, but he's also trying to summon a cure from this tree. It's actually very similar to The Fountain in that way. Um, and it's it's more about like how you emotionally heal yourself... Uh, and the things that you'll sort of create in your imagination to grieve and get through the mourning process and stuff like that. Um, hmm. The director is J.A. Bayona. He's doing Jurassic World 2. Huh. He is amazing. This okay. guy This guy's incredible. I will say, A Monster Calls is partially animated. There are sequences in the film where 
Yeah, the, the I saw, monst- seen that in the trailer. The, the monsters telling these stories, and those stories are done in this splashing watercolor animation. Oh, cool! Um, it, it, it's it's a less violent, way more successful version of Pan's Labyrinth, in my opinion. I, don't, I was thinking of Pan's Labyrinth and Big Fish. <clears throat> it's way better than both those movies combined. I, I'm not Whoa. a big fan. Pan's Labyrinth is amazing. I'm not a huge fan of it. This this film works, dude. The scene where the guy gets his face. Yeah, that's part of the reason I'm not a giant fan of the movie. Bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's horrible. Whoa. It's horrible. Uh, yeah, this this movie walks all over Pan's Labyrinth, in my opinion. I, mm. I may, a lot of people might not share that uh, that opinion, but, but you're saying you think it's really good. Oh my god, man! This this movie completely bowled me over. Um, the design of the monster is amazing. Liam Neeson voices this tree beard like creature who shows up at twelve oh seven every night. In this boy's backyard, that's cool. And the significance of twelve oh seven, like I almost want to cry right now when I think about what it means in the movie. It's fucking it's, powerful it, stuff. It's, it's perfect, guys. A monster mm. calls. I I hope it comes out in wide release. I don't know. Uh, I I don't know the release schedule of this movie. It might be limited. But I, know. I really want to see it. Well, so. I I hope we're lucky enough in Vancouver to see it. I'm sure we will be if you saw an advanced screening. Yeah, yeah, it should come to like major cities yeah. and stuff, but um it's yeah, the performances by everyone in it. You got uh Sigourney Weaver, she's a bit shaky. She's doing a British accent in this movie. She plays the grandma. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw Toby Kebbell. Toby Kebbell is plays the pop and he's flying in from LA. He's like this absent father. It, everything works in this movie. Like, it is pitch perfect. Okay, so that completely destroys my theory that anything Toby Kebbell touches is to shit. It's shitty? <laughs> well, no, he's in... He's Koba. That's true. Yeah, we, that already that already destroyed <laughs> so him. That, that turns to gold. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I cannot stress enough, A Monster Calls is one of my favorite movies of the year, easily. Awesome. Um, it's It's incredible. Please go see it. I'd like to apologize to Toby Kebbell. I meant no offense. <laughs> um, I watched something else that I think you have watched, Scott and might, Michael. You're going it, to. It might be something I've watched. Yeah. Uh, it's a couple of letters. The OC. It's close to the OC. <laughs> oh shit! It's way better than the <laughs> OC. It's the OA, and the OA is on Netflix, and it's from the team that brought us. The sound of my voice, and they also made the East. I don't know if you watched that film. I did nope. not see the East. That's on uh, Netflix as well. It's about the eco terrorists with Ellen Page is in it, and uh, Skarsgård hmm. is in it. Which one? Uh, as uh, younger compared okay. to uh, the sound of my voice, how would you? The East is not nearly as good. It's pretty bad. The sound of my voice is a really cool, like innovative. Thought-provoking science fiction uh, mystery, especially on a first viewing. Yeah, and this this show, the OA, is from those dudes and dudettes. Uh, yeah, the the lead in the OA is playing a character that's like mysterious, similar <laughs> similar as very uh, similar similar character to the sound of my voice. It seems um, like where where what's my past? I speak in this. I very can't s- tell you. I I. I, I my lines are delivered in this slow, dreamy way, and I'm absent, and who knows what my past is. And I get around every question without answering it. And, <laughs> and like, it's such a tease. And I want to know more because 
the sound of my voice was so awesome and the way that it handled the ideas in that movie you know and then playing with is it true is it made up what's going on it was, it, it's really well done and so in that this is i'm really excited to see where the oa goes i'm two episodes in hmm. the All plot's right. awesome the, so the, far the plot basically um being this girl has been missing for seven years and then turns up she she was she's a blind girl that went missing. Well, that went missing. Now she's returned seven years later and has her full sight back. And she won't tell anybody how she got her sight. Yeah, meeting people and weird. She's yeah. like how, famous, right? She's on the news and stuff, and she's sort of hiding away. That sounds super cool. I've got it on my list. So it's it's like take amnesia plus like uh, maybe abduction plus like restored eyesight. Like combine all those in like a blender, but, but not amnesia though. She she keeps saying she's like I was she's present for all seven years and this many days and this many hours. Um, maybe some gratuitous sex in this uh, episode. Y- yeah. <laughs> uh, why? Yeah, it seems ridiculous. There's this like this guy is absolutely nailing the crap out of this girl in front of an oh, open window. Yeah, like, what high school is this? It's And then the dad walks in and has just been hearing all of this. It's, like, it's, the kids at this high school fuck like porn stars. <laughs> and That's probably all they watch. Like, if you, if you... There's a locker room scene, too, and I was... This is after the sex scene, so I was watching. I was like, okay, let's see who goes to this high school. And the dudes are all men. Yeah, like it's all, all like, guys with like twenty five like, years yeah, old. Yeah, tons of chest hair and like I was thinking about when I was in high school, it's like pip squeaks and like squeaky <laughs> voice, like pimply dudes running around. Um Yeah, so this is basically gonna be flatliners, right? I don't wanna guess what happens. I'm just This is this show's gonna be Flatliners, the T V show. And it's gonna beat the Flatliners movie to the punch. I'm calling it now, this the OA is Flatliners T V. Explain to people unfamiliar the with line. the flatliners. Well, I'm a my my name's Jerry. I'm a flatliner. Um, Hi, Jerry. In my spare time, I like to flatline. Yeah, yeah. So flatlining, it's like the this doesn't exist, by the way. So do not do this at home ever. Stopping your heart. It's just the, the, like the flatlining, the like on of, the of getting flatlined on the old uh, heart monitor, heart monitor, and then coming back and saying that was such a rush, dude. That's what I think is going on here. They're like unlocking powers from people or something. Crossing boundaries. Uh, what did you think oh, of the 57-minute oh. title drop? 57 minutes yeah, into the... Yeah, the title the... <laughs> drops at the end. What? No, this the first episode of this show is... Netflix se- presents. No, 71 minutes long. And the title drops 57 minutes in. It's weird. So then we have about another 13 minutes with it's all in this <laughs> story she's telling. And then the like, I, it's the weirdest title drop ever. It, it happens an hour into the show. I don't huh. know. It, it felt strange to me. Um, and then also people leaving the front door open. Who the fuck knows why? Yeah. Um, She's telling people I, leave your front door open. There was one what? thing that I had to say that I noticed because um, what I've done started doing recently uh, because I have. Uh, I have an infant sleeping often in the other room. I put the subtitles on on Netflix so that I can turn the volume really low and still hear the audio or still, you know, know what the dialogue is. It's actually been awesome. Like, I don't miss anything now. 
I have uh, it on all the time. Yeah, it's great. Um, and I saw the name of a person in the show who uh, Nina is with at one point in like a crazy sp- space room mm-hmm. with stars and stuff. And I saw the name of this woman. It was like Cthune or something crazy. I was like, what <laughs> is going on here? All right. So let's see. Very Lovecraftian inspired. Yeah, it was cool. It's a, it's a crazy looking show so far. Two episodes in. It, it might go to, to to absolute dog shit. It, 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 it depends what happens, what direction it goes. It easily could suck. Um, I hope it's as good as the movie. Well, this, I hope it's as good as the sound of my voice was. It won't be. Um, I, I Cynical Scott. <laughs> I, I also watched something else, guys. I watched a movie called Train to Busan. Train to Busan. This is uh, Bong Joon-ho? No. 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 Who's this? This is a obviously a Korean film. It's obviously a Korean film. Uh, this one is about zombie outbreak on a train to Busan. S- zombies wow. on a train. Uh, it is It is essentially zombies on a train. From Seoul to Busan, I'm assuming? Yes. That's it, a short train ride. It's for an hour. Canadians. It's about an hour, yeah. they say in the, in the movie. Yeah. Uh, if but, it's the high-speed train? Not this time, because zombies, y'all. Um, <laughs> so, this movie's pretty damn fucking good. I, 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 I went in not wanting to like this movie. I still have a shit taste in my mouth from the girl with all the gifts. Um, mm. I felt like I was duped by that garbage. Yeah, still, I agree with that. And I'm not ready to go back to the zombie well anytime soon, right? But this one changed your mind? This one is dope. Okay. Um, it's it, it basically, the movie starts off as soon as the zombie outbreak is happening. So as they're shutting the door to the train, one last person fucking squeezes their way onto the train of course and, and guess he's what? infected yeah she's she's motherfucking infected y'all so it doesn't go well from the get-go you and don't want to be in korea when the zombie <laughs> outbreak hits as That's a densely populated yeah place and then and they play up the densely populated you know like each car is really packed with people because it's rush hour there's a lot of people on the trains um but as they're pulling out, that's when everything starts going to shit around them. So people don't really know what's happening f- fully. So they know that everything's going to hell in reality, but they're kind of stuck on this train. They're not going to stop. You know, all the all the stops are canceled. We're just fucking going. Train to Busan. Yeah, we're going to Busan. All the other stops are canceled now. Um, it's... Like, there, yeah, there's a lot of zombie meat for them to chew through, you know? Yes. Um, but I don't know why you don't just disconnect the cars as they get infected. It's really great because the zombies react to, like, visuals, so they'll only attack you if they can see you. So they'll, like, cover up the glass partitions between the cars. And then they're just fine. And they just kind of chill out. <laughs> zombies are good. What's up? Oh, uh, somebody ripped down that piece of newspaper we had up. Now we're Great. Yes, but then what happens is you you get you, you get to scenes where there are tunnels, and you kind of can maybe guess the it's like in t- like the tense suspenseful situations that you might get in there. They're sneaking through these cars. These you know, it's like in the train, Last of Us. 
Yeah, kind of. Yeah, you're, they're sneaking through these train cars, and all these zombies are standing still, just like doing the chompy thing. Yeah, from, doing the uh, stupid. I, every time I see that, I think of the actor with the makeup on, just filming a scene. Like I can't, I can't think of zombies as real things, man. So they're just like sneaking past these zombies that are in like you know sort of stand still because they can't see anything and then light will come they're looking on google maps okay where's the next tunnel oh my god we're fucked so there's some cool google sh- maps <laughs> bullshit they use naver <laughs> is that is that the new thing or dom or some is other that, one oh, is that they thing? don't use google well that's what i thought in they korea were i'm sorry okay? well maybe i'm maybe, not as cool as you and Google's i didn't li- live okay, in korea mr korean expert here. yeah did you like live in korea or something uh well you didn't so wait, why are they going through the zombie-infested train cars? Well, they're trying to like you know escape and make their way you know to the engine, and uh, at any point they're trying to get from A to B. They want to get to the engine so they can disconnect all the other cars. Um, or? Yeah, because there's scenes where they stop to try to get off, and then everyone's infected in another place. So it's everyone back on the fucking train, um, and 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 it's like it's like Snowpiercer with zombies. Um, it's, it's, it's zombies, so it, like the, the plague will spread to whoever, you know, so they have to like lock some of their significant others into cars and sneak past. It's, it's crazy Dramatic. stuff, man. Zombies, right? Yeah. Can they not just walk on the top of the train? That's what people try to do. What happens? Some get knocked off and fucked up. By what? It's really, it's too fast. <laughs> That's true. You, walking it's on a the top high of a speed train. I don't think it's not quite a bullet train, but it's still like... It travels like hundreds of kilometers yeah, per okay. hour. Yeah, yeah that, like that, the, that would not be good it, on the it, roof. It, it, this movie's really thrilling, guys. Seriously, like, you know, running through the train cars, like, slamming them shut, like, stopping zombies. You can imagine the claustrophobic nature of a train mixed with zombies. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, very poor acting. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, um, or I was going to bring up that, you know, Korean films are famous for melodrama. Like, like, they're good at you have jo- scenes that are hilarious and slapstick, and they're then you have at, scenes that are like. Like mel- melding genres, like they'll cross genres really quickly. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they tape up their forearms and just fucking go for it, man. Okay. So just that works. To stop the zombies fighting. can't get us if we I put don't tape know. on our Literally, arms. at one point they're like, "Let's fucking do this," <laughs> and they tape up their forearms with duct tape well, and just go. And well, I guess maybe that's sort of what you. Yeah, because zombies are—they're are, still just people. They can't bite through multi-layered duct tape. But on then look, arm. they'll start biting your elbow and up your like you know. That's like, true. You're fucked. You'll get your shoulder. You're done. You need a bear suit. Yeah, like I would make an. A suit of duct tape armor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be fine. I would survive the zombie apocalypse thanks to duct tape. <laughs> It'll be so hot. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're like there's a really great boss battle on the engine. Like they're escaping. Like the, the finale. Of, zombies on the train. Kind of the fin- oh. the finale of the film. That like, everything just whittles down to one engine just speeding along. And they're dragging this pile of like a fat, like four hundred zombies <laughs> behind this. It's, Holy it's, shit! It's badass, man. I'm telling you, Train to Busan. It's 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 cheesy genre stuff, but I I, I had Sounds low like fun. I had low expectations though. Go in. Like, I'm surprised to see it's like a 95 on Rotten Tomatoes. I've been hearing positive things. What? Yeah, it was only about 73 or on Metacritic, which might tell you a bit more. 
Yeah, um, some of the, I think both of those might be skewed sometimes. But there's a, like there's some moments at the end that are genuinely heartfelt and really you know like fucking crazy, man. Sweet, it's Sweet. Train to Busan, dude. Train to Busan, okay. Fuck, man. Uh, anything else, guys? I do have a couple other things. We got comics, Mike. What do you got? Uh, season three of The Musketeers came out on Netflix and made me super happy. So oh, I'm nice. Not... You're still into that. So eh? I watched a couple episodes of that. The bad guy of this season is played by Rupert Everett, who is looking rough. He's cool. He looks rough. Well, he was kind of looking rough in uh, Gods of Egypt, wasn't that, wasn't he? Was no, he? that's not Rupert Everett. No. That's 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 an else. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. So he plays. Uh, the brother of King Louis, I forget his name, and he's in charge of Paris now. The Musketeers have been off for four years fighting a war against Spain, and they come back to Paris being corrupt, and, you know, they got to start cleaning it up. Uh, so, that, yeah, it's it's great. I love that show. Yeah, the sword play is actually pretty cool, and for a TV show. This is a Netflix show as well, right? Well, BBC. BBC. Um and I tried watching, because I'm on a Musketeer kick, Three Musketeers. I've seen it before, but once again, just like all the bad movies that I've ever seen, I go back and give it a second chance to see if I'm remembering them. Is, is this the Paul W.S. Anderson yep. one? Yep, the one with airships. Uh, what? There's airships? It's bad. It, it's so bad, man. This Mia Jovovich is in this, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like Underworld. The Three Musketeers. That sounds amazing. It, I well, want no. it. I want it now. It's not good at all. Oh, no. no. Don't watch it. Just because there's airships, that's misleading. The airship battles suck. It's stupid. <laughs> Imagine blimp fights. <laughs> oh, this, oh, my God. I hate this blimp so fights much. Are like... Mike, okay, we're Mike turning. Just, Mike just turned into an eight-year-old. <laughs> This no seriously. This is grunts and like the, mo- the movie is so bad. Every like <laughs> Luke Evans is one of the actors that I know. Mads Mikkelsen is in yeah is in the Three Musketeers he, film. He plays, Everybody makes bad movies now and then. He plays Captain Rochefort, who actually is supposed to be a good guy, <laughs> but uh, it's it like this. The choreography is not good. All of the actors think they're in a different movie than they're in. Oh, I love that. Like nobody has any like the. Oh, the direction is awful. The acting is terrible. Orlando Bloom uh, plays like no, uh, the Duke of something, an English guy, <laughs> and he just sh- got so disappointed. He, he oh shows up. <laughs> he he shows up uh, in an airship, and there's a little exchange between him and King Louis talking about <laughs> the fashion of the day. Oh, nice. And that's what I look for in a musketeer. Yeah, that's movie. that's my jam too. It's full of so many cliches, and like they they raid Leonardo da Vinci's vault at the start of the film to get the airship plan. This sounds it's like one. man. This sounds it's, like the best movie ever. It, you know what? It probably could have been man. in more competent hands. Okay, but it's, well, we've given too much time to it. Yep. Yes, um, two out of ten. Oh man. Okay. Uh, the last piece of visual stuff you that play, I got. You played No Man's Sky. Well, first I watched an episode of Black Mirror. Specifically, I was recommended to watch season three, episode two of Black Mirror. Anybody interested in gaming or like the future of tech, you know, uh, mixing your immersive gaming experience with uh, real life? Should get into this one. Um pretty unsettling stuff oh no like should i not play games anymore um i mean 
<laughs> you know how when I was younger, you introduced... I don't know if you remember this. Actually, maybe it when was I introduced somebody you to Katamari? Else. No, you, you showed me Requiem for a Dream. Oh. And I think it was like... Why would I... Well, okay. This is like, well, I'm never going to do drugs. Uh, <coughs> <laughs> uh, this one is like... You're kind of like, mm, do I want to keep getting into the next generation of consoles? Like, do I want to stay with that? Uh, so anyways, it's really, as I said, unsettling. Really good. Black Mirror is a consistently good sci-fi show. Mm-hmm. Check it out if you're not already watching it. Yeah, it's really good. And it's just an anthology, right? Like none of the episodes. Yeah, you can watch them out of order. Yeah, the, okay. the worst thing that they ever did with that program is making episode one about an ultimatum for the president... To have sex with a pig on camera. Yeah, but if you actually watch that episode, it's amazing. It's amazing, but people <laughs> but pe- would are, watch that and go, I'm never watching... Yeah, they turn Black- it off because it says, fuck a pig. Yeah, so I'm never watching Black Mirror. They, they, the episode one should have just been another one of their shows. Just but you know what that is? Order. That's kind of another, like, <laughs> red, like, bullshit gauge. Like, if you don't like episode one, yeah. if you won't watch any more episodes, okay. I don't want to hang enough. out with you. Fair enough. It, it's a test. Yeah. <laughs> it's a litmus test. Um, and then I read, uh, a few things. I read lock and key number four keys to the kingdom. Uh, I've been reading these. You, you guys may remember, uh, listeners will remember. Uh, this one is also good. Chapter one is interesting in that it is, uh, done in the style of Bill Watterson. Uh, that's okay. Calvin and you, you got my attention now. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, this uh, I guess this issue of the comic came out around the time that he died. Uh, so the first I chapter. He's still with us. Are you sure? Yep. Oh well, then it's just dedicated to him or something. Uh, maybe he, they they love Calvin and Hobbes, but the first chapter is done in his style. Um, I also read 1992's. Hard Boiled from Dark Horse, uh, written by Frank Miller, drawn by the incredible uh, Jeff Darrow. Uh, we've got our, our our boy Mike Green. Yeah, lent you this one. He eh? did lend me this one. Uh, the <clears throat> color was done by Claude Legris, and the letters were John Workman. This is a really neat uh, noir futuristic take on uh, a detective trying to get to the bottom of something but turns out he might be a robot and he oh, didn't know man. that and uh, oh, man. there's some really funny and awesome uh, frames in this you guys, comic. You guys are giving me a lot of goodies tonight. Um, definitely look at this one if you're into detailed artwork. Okay. Anybody who knows Darrow knows that he's all about the intricacies and the fine things. I would go crazy. I would go mad being as detailed and oh. meticulous as that guy. Trying to work on a project with him would be really like, you know? like excruciating. And I actually have to say that this was hard to read sometimes because it felt like the color and the the black lines didn't weren't actually lined up properly. Like they weren't aligned, so there was some Oh no. Strange effects around the edges that made so some print, of those fine it, it details. It wasn't a good print. Exactly. Damn it. Um and then finally, <clears throat> I bought a book called Lumberjanes, Beware the Kitten Holy. What? <laughs> uh, Lumberjanes? Yeah. Uh, it's about a group of girls at a camp for uh, awesome lady types. It's This is for kids. Um, anybody could read it, though. It's probably aimed at young girls. 
Uh, so it's going to go on Sydney's okay. bookshelf. Okay. You're just screening it for her. Exactly. Uh, it's awesome, actually. <laughs> it was really fun. Anybody that likes something like Adventure Time or... Oh, cool. Uh, it's more of a family-friendly humor that like Rick and Morty. All right. Um, that seems in right now, right? That's, yeah. That's the jam these Very days. Very self-aware, sort of... Uh, not quite meta, but some really fun stuff in it. Okay. Um, I should say it's published by Boombox, created by Shannon Waters, uh, the writers, and, as well as the writers Grace Ellis and Noelle Stevenson. Nice. And it's illustrated by Brooke Allen. All right. Uh, we also got some news. Uh, there's not a ton of stuff. There was the Dunkirk trailer that came out. Yeah. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch that. The new one just came out this week. No, I, I haven't seen that yet. I okay, think I saw it. This was a brand new one, two minutes long. Tom Hardy's in it. You got uh, the guy from, uh, what's it called? One Direction in it. Almost looked like a different movie than the first trailer. The first trailer was like 30 seconds it long. There's no detail. This had the like, Kenneth Branagh talking about we can see home from here yeah. and, and all this stuff. I all mean, kinds it, of beach scenes, right? It, it looked fine to me. It doesn't look like Christopher Nolan's bringing the house down with any of this stuff, but... I don't know. It, when it, I, when it I, could be powerful stuff it could be but when i when i think of christopher nolan imagery i think of something i've never seen before right and i in the trailer didn't like it just looked like saving private ryan on the water yeah you know with boats more boats and private ryan kind of stuff i mean it's it's fine we'll have to maybe christopher nolan's holding back the big truck flip you know <laughs> stuff coming off cliffs and <laughs> bunkers exploding maybe the bat wing is going to be at the end i don't know um, the, Alan Thicke also passed away. Which, oh, no. I did not know that. Yeah. You, you weren't aware of that? No. <clears throat> yeah. That Heart is attack. sad mm -hmm. news he was playing for hockey. a Canadian icon. He was, no. He, yeah. he, he was playing hockey in the snow outside. Yeah. Well, of course he was. And died of a heart attack. Yeah. As Canadian as you can get. Man. Was it... Uh, what was the sitcom? Growing Pains. Growing, Growing Pains, Pains yeah. yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio had a heartfelt little shout out to him. <sighs> Damn. Um, yeah. You know, rest in peace, Alan Thick. You were a pimp. Everyone loved you. Dude, he was in Douglas Copeland's J-Pod. My dad had a connection to him. Uh, his his father, like Alan Thick's father, who's probably no longer with us either, uh, he, he was an aviation doctor, and he would basically have the job of signing off doctors who have to get their physical every six to eight months or whatever. Uh, so if you're a pilot... Um, he would be the doctor that comes in and would just like sign you off as like you pass the health check yeah, and you're clear to fly. So my dad being an amateur pilot would get his like, I don't know if he'd get like his, you know, cough. The physical. <laughs> Turn, Turn it off. off. <laughs> I don't know if that would happen. But Alan Thicke's yeah. dad grabbed yeah. your dad's balls. <laughs> Alan Thicke's dad would give my dad the okay to, to fly, which is kind of a cool thing. The cup and okay. <laughs> um, before we get to our review, which is going to be sick as hell. Oh, yes, I can't wait. Um, there is the Golden Globe nominations. We can quickly run through a couple of highlights. Um, okay. Highlights. Deadpool. The, Deadpool getting nominated for Best Picture, Comedy, or Musical. And, Pro and Ryan Reynolds being nominated. Best Picture, Comedy, or Musical. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. not going to... It's a comedy. La La Land is going to blow it out of the water. Like, yeah. it's not going to win. But I love seeing Deadpool get nominated. Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's forward thinking, right? Like, that's... That's an amazing movie, just on top of everything. Like, yeah, but it's full of dick jokes and, like, nudity. That doesn't matter. It's one of the best films of the entire year. 
right? It doesn't matter how many it's dick def- jokes it's are in it. Definitely in my top ten. If if, if it's a gr- good movie, it's a good movie, no matter how many dick jokes. Um, True, we did like best motion picture drama. Sorry, man. Did you did you see that Hell or High Water has a best picture nomination? Mm-hmm. I was, you know what? what I'm not what, surprised. What, bam, 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 I was bam, bam, talking bam. to somebody earlier today about possible Oscar movies, and I even was thinking I'm Hell or High Water. I'm loving that. Arrival nowhere to be seen on that list, which is ridiculous. Well, throw it yeah. out then. I think the Oscars will be much more kind to it. Um, Casey Affleck totally taken home best actor. Manchester. I don't. And I don't understand why Hell or High Water was nominated, but. Neither Chris Pine nor Ben Foster I know. got any sort of nod. Jeff Bridges did. Jeff Bridges got a Best Supporting Actor because Mr. Cockburn but, but is, every, is all back of, again. All of the characters were on the same level, though. I, I know. Like, but I think that that his character got the most to chew on and scenery to just beat like, up. Yeah, I, I think they literally give him something to chew on so that you can't, you know, the way that Jeff Bridges lets his gut hang out when he's crawling along the rocks at the end of Hell or High Water. I won't That's give real. Out. That's like, real. He, he doesn't give a fuck how he looks on camera. That no. actor and, and his no, character. but he's acting right. Like that's real. That's how the guy would. But he's so comfortable in his skin as this just guy who doesn't give a fuck <laughs> with this big gut and looks like shit, but is still like this great cop. He's and a it, badass. Oh man, that movie is amazing. He's so good. Yeah. Um. One weird thing: Jonah Hill, best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical Four. or comedy. War Dogs. I still have yet to see this. You guys didn't get a chance? You I did, don't know. Right? I, I saw it. Uh, I don't think he deserved I I liked his performance, but I don't think it was... His laugh maybe gets an award. Yeah. I think he has this like... <sighs> I'm I'm feeling... That's the only thing I can think of for <laughs> the know, performance. I know. It's bad. I can't get motivated to watch War Dogs because I think that Lord of War is such a good movie. It's it's just a comedic ripoff of Lord of War. I, I did not... I did not get down with it. It's man. a hard sell for me because um, of that, so... Yeah, we'll I, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. There's not a lot of other highlights here. Uh, you didn't bring up have, have, what about what's with this Woody Harrelson movie that he's going to be shooting? Oh, there's there's like a one take, a live yeah to theaters one take movie, like Hardcore Henry, but live, but broadcast live. live. That, that would be dope. Like yeah, with he, GoPros, he hasn't he hasn't discussed like what the the nature of the movie is, but it's all going to be broadcast. They've done this with the theatrical stuff. They'll just broadcast, you know, uh, Captain Hook theater well, yeah, productions it's, it's, live it's and like, stuff. It's like the Grease and yeah. Rocky Horror Picture Show thing. Yeah. But or the go- Peter Pan thing that yeah. they just mm-hmm, did recently. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the first of, like, Grease and yeah, uh, so Rocky this, Horror. And have it, they done more? I don't pay attention. Is this... The Wiz, yeah, like, there's, like, four. Someone will be, like, wearing, like, a transmitter and just, like, broadcasting to the internet this... But, like first person like he, view or something. He is saying that it's not going to be like anything you've seen streamed live before. So. Woody Harrelson. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was in True Detective, season two. Yeah, that's he's crazy. also the big bad for uh, Planet of the Shapes. Planet of the Shapes. <clears throat> yeah, he's also in like Natural Born Killers, and he's, he's awesome. A pimp. He's been around for a long time. I guess we can trust Cheers. his vision. Uh, Let's not forget Cheers. But, you know, I don't trust this stuff. When someone says, you know, when Ang Lee says I'm going to shoot in 800 frames per second, my war film's going to blow your mind. And, uh, yeah, he didn't say it would be good. 800? <laughs> I don't think that was a, a, no, it was, I, I it was 120 that. or something. Billy, Billy Lynn's halftime walk is already out of theaters. Uh, I think a complete disaster. Well, because no one wants to see something so 
terrible no, looking. No, no. The faster, like, when, it's, it's it's ridiculous. When you make it look more and more like a stage play, that's not a good thing for film. Guys, luckily they're not doing that with any of the Star Wars movies and doing a thousand frames per second bullshit. 4D uh, stuff. Do like yeah. 60 frames per second they, if you have to. They, no, don't even do that. When don't. the lightsabers shine in your face, they have someone in a, with like a laser pointer just fi- firing it in your eyes. It's like, like tw- cat jumps on the actor. <laughs> 20 frames per second. Guys, let's review Rogue One. Yes, let's, let's talk about Rogue One right now. Why does she get a blaster and I don't? What? I know how to use it. That's what I'm afraid of. Give it to me. We're going to Jeddah. That's a war zone. That's not the point of... Where'd you get it? I found it. I find that answer vague and unconvincing. Trust goes both ways. You're letting her keep it. Would you like to know the probability of her using it against you? It's high. Let's get quiet. It's very high. So that was a clip from Rogue One, a Star Wars story. The Rebel Alliance makes a risky move to steal the plans for the Death Star, setting up the epic saga to follow. Oh, man. It's a very short description. Very short. Uh, Rogue One is directed by Gareth Edwards, and it stars Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, Alan Tudyk, Donnie Yen, Ben Mendelsohn, Forrest Whitaker, Riz Ahmed, and Mads Mikkelsen, who's just being a pimp in 2016, isn't he? Sure he is. Making excellent choices. Yeah. Give his casting agent... A bonus. A bonus this year, probably? A big one. Uh, And then you also got a few other people who... Maybe our spoilers. Other characters in this movie. We don't want to give away who's in it. Yet. Yet. Yes. Guys, Rogue One. We said off the top, this is the most anticipated review of the year. Is that how this is always going to go? Is this the Star Wars? Wars? I think so. Review is going to be our our big centerpiece every year now? Uh, Yeah, I think that was a problem. (laughs) You're happy with that? (laughs) Uh, I... I, I love sci-fi and it's like the best franchise out there. So unless we start getting, unless like, well, aliens once, starting well, to, no, it's, it's on once, the horizon, right? Once, once we get a crappy Star Wars movie again, I think people are going to, will be disillusioned. Say, oh, maybe we don't want a new, a new one every year. Yeah, because like the, for the, now, the, it's, the Marvel it, movies are starting to suck and you know, like, I don't, are they? Other, well, I think we're just burning out. I think they're still great movies. It's just, we're burning out. So I think we got about five years of Star Wars before and, and people we get, start. We get two or three Marvel movies a year, so yeah, Star Wars is keeping it conservative. Yes, yeah, I should have said comic book in general because I meant actually DC. Marvel movies are great. Like Doctor Strange was awesome, but Suicide Squad sucked balls. 
And so, Beavis. Um, so this this thing has a lot of hype going in, um, and especially from Force Awakens kicking serious smoking ass last year, getting a ten from this guy, yeah, the Red Meister, and then I think I gave it a nine or a nine and a half. I think I gave it a nine. I, my, there's an asterisk with mine. I recognize it's a rehash. I still just love the hell out of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and I, I'll say off the top, um, th- I had the same exact feeling as I did when when The Force Awakens finished. Um, it was just, where was I for the last two hours? I think I said that to you. You did. You were like, well, where was I? And then Tim was like... Did we just watch the same movie? <clears throat> no, but however, I I, be- I I said that to you at the end of Rogue One, yeah. and I believe I said the exact same sentence to you when we finished watching The Force Awakens a year ago exactly. Oh, I don't know. The phrase, where was I for the last two hours? Because that's what Star Wars movies, I think, do best. They Transport just- you to a galaxy far far, far, far away. away. That's why they got that disclaimer. It's a warning label, man. You can't sue. Careful. Lucasfilm for yo I I thought I was in another universe dude like we said at the very beginning why didn't you the whole time where where was I this whole time no you're in a dude you're in a galaxy far far away we we went Uh, over this so there's maybe hot there's a bunch of ways we can get into this movie but this is a different kind of Star Wars movie isn't it there's no opening crawl yeah that was weird and there's no reason that there shouldn't have been one it it would have helped immensely yeah Um, it, yeah, I think it really would have. It would help, but also, you know, we did get the the score right off the bat, like mm-hmm. heavy it's, symbols jumping. It's in. just so strange being dumped right in without that. Yeah, because yeah. even the TV shows have an opening crawl, it, like the it, Clone Wars and Rebels have a short little crawl. You always got to place us in this giant vast universe. Uh, but let, let's 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 get into this here, though. Red, what did you think of Rogue One, and does it feel like a Star Wars movie to you? Um, well, I, I love the movie. I thought it was great. Um, it was not it victim to any of the, uh, problems that, you know, the prequels did. We had, uh, we didn't have multiple minute long lightsaber duels over and over for no reason and but those were actually the best part of the prequels well yeah but that's because that's all they thought about um but it, this was a, a well done film in general i liked the characters i liked um the human and the non-humans uh i liked the action it was well done when it was uh hand to hand and when it was vehicular i guess you would call it <laughs> Uh, <laughs> starships and uh, vehicular warfare. Yeah, and the the storyline was cool. <clears throat> I really dug it. You know, it, it was. You don't it, want to spoil feel, anything. No, I don't. I don't at all. Um, I'll really lay things out, I guess, after we get to spoilers. But um, did it feel like a Star Wars movie? Yes and no. It felt. I don't know. I think it feels like it fits correctly in the original trilogy um because i don't think all those movies feel the same so but it doesn't feel okay they don't they really don't but it doesn't necessarily feel like one of the classic movies necessarily no i don't think it's there's as much of the camaraderie aspect everybody's kind of uh there's a team of sort of 
the rogue aspect of it to me is more uh it's not about family this time not as much well yeah everybody's got their own motivations much more so even even though this cast is like straight out of a fast and furious movie yeah (laughs) but by the end there is really like the whole teen unit oh yeah but So Red is a fan. Yeah, loved it. Red won. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Lind. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, miss, I miss that opening crawl, man. Um, but the things that this movie did right, the starship battles, <laughs> like whenever there was... I love the ships of Star Wars. That, that's always been one of my favorite parts. That's why I have a bazillion X-Wing miniatures games. I actually played an X-Wing miniatures game this afternoon because I was... Uh, super. While I was watching the movie afterwards, I was like, "Man, I loved it. I want to go play X-wing." Mm-hmm. Yeah, too bad um, there was no X-wings in this film, eh? Yeah. Well, hardly any. Yeah. Yeah. Hardly yeah. any space. But battles. they had. But they had the new. Uh, they had the new ships. <laughs> Just fleets of them coming out. Yeah. What yeah. What are those called? Those. Those. There's, there's the awesome. There's the U-wings, which U-wings. are which are the troop transport that can open up their wings and be fighters. How and great an addition. They oh, are they're so cool, and then the tie strikers, <laughs> which with, ones with the triangle? Uh, mm-hmm. They look almost like interceptors, but the like wings kind of thing. The wings sit on top of them, and they've got a longer tube. It looks like some sort of cargo compartment. Yeah, well, they're atmospheric fighters, so they're not quite as fast as uh, regular ties, but they can maneuver much better. Their wings will actually like shift. Apparently, uh, I thought those were super cool. Um, the whole movie was like the action never really let up like once it got rolling i was on the edge of my seat uh the sense the pictures the filming the framing all of all of that was great like there was a incredible sense of scale with the death star in this you've seen it in the trailers you know the death stars in the movie they're getting the plans for the death star uh yeah this is in between the events of uh the death star didn't do much in the first three and four yeah, the Death episodes. Star didn't do much in any of the movies, really. It was there to be blown up. Uh, but just showing this the way they do, like on the horizon of a planet rising up or blotting out the sun, it was so cool and made the Death Star even more menacing than it, it ever it's, was. It, it's ever oh, been yeah. seen. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the way um, it worked, right? Like it was the de- just the impact. The de- it was impressed. Like so overall, I um. What I love about this film is that it makes the original trilogy even better. Yes. That is for me it does cuz it it, may, it, it it without going into spoilers and stuff like that right now, it does answer some questions. Yeah, where in did the they most get the plans in the most beautiful way, yeah. right? Um and it makes things menacing. Like that that death star, sure it blew up Alderaan, but that was right at the start of the the original movie. I'm like, okay, you blew up a planet, but I don't care about the planet. We, we never saw really anyone show us. We didn't what see that anyone meant. on it. Who cares yeah. about Alderaan? There's no gravity to that. So that that was great. Um, the, my biggest complaint, like I have to have a couple complaints here because it wasn't a perfect film, but oh god, I loved it. Uh, I did find myself wanting a little more of the Jedi. I didn't think mm. I didn't think I would. I am one with the force. The force is one well, with well, me. Well, I, I mean, one with the Chirrut force. Imwe, the force monk, was super cool. He's not even a Jedi. He's just force sensitive. Um, maybe he. Yeah, it was cool, but I I missed a little bit of the magic swordness, like with the lightsabers. I didn't think I would, which which okay. which upsets okay. me a little. 
Uh, I love that stormtroopers were redeemed because everyone tells keeps saying that they're terrible shots, but everyone always forgets that they were supposed to let them go in the first one so that they could track them to get to the rebel base. Oh yeah, they yeah. were missing on purpose. Uh, so seeing uh, stormtroopers actually shoot well <laughs> was was kind of nice. Uh, but my biggest complaint is the characters, most of them felt very one-dimensional to me. Um, they were all very passable. Like, the acting was pretty good. They just didn't have the depth I wanted from them. Is that me because it's a, it's a war movie and war movies, their characters are usually a little dispensable in, in some ways? You know, the backstory in war films is usually going to be very minimal. Well, yeah, but like Cassian, who's our, like the second main character... His motivation was simply to follow orders. Like, we don't... We got, like, a, a couple of lines about him relating to Jin Erso's character because he's been in the Rebellion since mm-hmm. he was, like, 16 or mm-hmm. whatever. So but you, we don't... Like, we don't get a lot of character development. I you, share your complaint you, but about the pilot because I felt like that was... Riz Ahmed. Yeah, it was... Yeah. Well, Bodhi Rook. Well, the, the story was weak. He, the, Where did he come he, from? He was captured, and he's like, you're going to lose your mind. And then all it took... To not lose your mind is to talk to Cassian. Yeah, Just let so him ask you a question. I thought the most fully realized characters, like K2 was great. The yes. Imperial droid played by Alan Tudyk. But Alan Tudyk's amazing. And uh, he was explaining one line of exposition, right? He was like, oh, he's a reprogrammed droid and the personality is a result of the reprogramming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah he'll, just, he'll, he'll just say whatever. His circuits his, do weird things. His circuits say to him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Chirrut Imwe... And uh, Baze, like the Force Monk and his buddy with the, the crazy Gatling yeah, blaster. Bishop uh, X-Men. Those guys were great. Like, Chirrut was really cool. Uh, he seemed like the, one of the more fully realized characters to me with the whole Force praying and just his faith in the Force. Mm-hmm. So we, we kind of got a little more, but that was sort of because the Jedi, even though they weren't in the film, played a pretty integral role. Like, the Kyger Crystals that they're taking from the Jedi homeworld where like the Jedi rose up on Jeddah, which is where we start the film and the empire is stealing all of these crystals from temples to power their death star. And it's, I, it's the last surviving Kyger, rem- reminder of like Jed, the, the, the planet Jeddah and that city, like are Jer- basically Jerusalem. Yeah. Right. It's like Zion is, uh, the last surviving reminder of the, the old Jedi way. So why don't we just wipe it out? You know, yeah, uh, so him and him being a guardian of the wills, I think. Uh, yeah, which is a reference to the original script yeah. of Star Wars. Well, and they actually came up in the Clone Wars animated series, too. Okay, okay. Um, so it was really cool because he is full on in the Jedi world, but he's not one himself. So I really, I, I did enjoy that a lot. Yeah, it, it expands the universe more. Like, I don't care about the Skywalker family as much as they want me to, <clears throat> you know? And, the rest uh, of Star Wars is equally as interesting to me as the Skywalker family. So I'm interested in Jedi, you know, force attuned people from all walks of life. And this is a, I don't think this is spoilery. Maybe it is. Uh, I'm Save just, it if it is. <clears throat> or, or dance around it. It's about a location, perhaps a castle that had been mentioned previously in Star Wars movies. Oh, yes. And I always wanted to see it. We can get to that. I always wanted to see it, Um, and we did. So I'm very happy about that. So I'll get into my thoughts here. You said that this film makes the original trilogy 
better. Well, maybe you, not the trilogy, but A New Hope. It make because it's directly exactly. tied in, so it, it makes A New Hope better. It makes A New Hope way better, especially the first five minutes of A New Hope, because oh, now yeah. they are like action packed and and really tense, way more tense than you actually thought they were. But it makes Episode Six way worse. Well, really. I didn't think that. I'm curious. Well, it makes Return of the Jedi, like, it makes what the Empire is doing in Return of the Jedi so much more stupid when you see, you, you know what I mean? Like, why would they go through this all over again? <clears throat> well, because they got to fix the flaw. Okay. Like, we'll just do it again. It's <laughs> yeah. like the ultimate answer to every, like, every TV show or movie where there's a plot ever. <laughs> The answer for whoever fails is simply... Do it again, more do expensive. It again. No, not more, just do it again and don't go wrong where you went wrong. Like, that's how design literally works. You design something and it fails and then you make it again so that it won't fail that way. Well, yeah, right? so... So, the, so, so <laughs> this is actually the smartest thing that's ever happened in literature. So... <laughs> like it, I don't think it makes Return of the Jedi worse. Well, though, why would the Empire let them just like okay, we're gonna build another Death Star. Hopefully, you won't blow that one up too. Well, Gilligan's just gonna do things again. Well, one, well the, they 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 know because in A New Hope, they've like we've analyzed their attack plan. There might be a problem. They know that there's an issue. They'll build it without that flaw. Just like it, it's the next iteration. The Death Star would if 2.0. they if it didn't have that weakness. Mm-hmm. Holy <clears throat> shit! Like, okay, that's why they yeah one reactor, just single reactor power. Okay. I thought I thought crazy. How many reactors are there? I I, I thought that Rogue One was mm-hmm. is 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 easily one of the best movies of the year. Maybe the second or third best Star Wars movie ever made. It's up there, Whoa. man. It's really good. Um. Yeah, it it is a masterpiece of Star Wars movies. But doesn't it diminish all of the actions of all of the people, all the heroes in this movie and all of the things that they did and you know, the things that may be sacrificed? Um doesn't isn't that all for naught if the Empire just goes ahead and fucking rebuilds the Death Star again in part six? Like what the fuck was the point of this giant awesome mission? Why are we supposed to care about the events of Rogue One? Well because if the Empire just went and rebuilt the thing. Dude, that's what rebellion's all about. Well be- because <clears throat> if they didn't destroy the first one, they would have been dead. Yeah, they would have been dead. <laughs> Everybody would have been dead. True. Okay guys. You desperately did need an opening crawl in this movie. What would it have said? It would have said just the events of the like recap the republic is on its last legs or, or like we do, we haven't watched the, the 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 prequel trilogy in a while let's 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 all admit it guys let's hey world hold on i <laughs> on what you've been watching like two weeks ago i know you did I say. watched 20 minutes of the first one <laughs> so and then jar jar walked on screen and no, then i shut it off no one in preparation for rogue one let's all even the hardcore star wars fans they didn't go out there and watch the prequel tri- trilogy because no one can Fucking stand that, man. Revenge of the Sith is not like that. So you yeah. can at least make it through that one. You needed a recap of Revenge of the Sith, probably. Yeah. Where where is the Empire and the Rebels? Sort of what what's happening? You know, that's what we need. Yeah, just a, a quick. Hey, guess what, guys? But however, we since we don't have an opening crawl, let's just have perhaps the most awesome looking opening shot from any Star Wars movie, where that ship is crossing a along those 
the rings of that planet? Oh, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and then we're on Iceland or wherever with Mads Mikkelsen keeping it extremely real. That hell horizon. <sighs> I mean, I, I, you know this thing's visually going to be pretty kick-ass. It's a beautiful looking r- Right film. from the get-go, right? Yeah, this pre, like film or pre-music and everything this first scene was so so good right like yeah with the green patch and the black sand and yeah yeah and and the way the gin sort of stows away and you know there's oh, a tragedy every, about to happen M- mendelson in that scene is really just offsetting or off-putting it, it looks like a painting just every shot is it looks like that was staged for months and months and months the, and the, storyboarded the, to hell how smart that like the dialogue is so tense in that scene. I love that. I like that. What a way to open it. But then, is it what, lonely? Yeah. But what a way to to suck the energy out of the room when we get the title drop of Rogue One and the font was just horrendous. I didn't know. No, yeah, I, didn't I didn't care that much. Oh my god, guys, come on, get your font nerd you know, boners going. <laughs> did you did you know the name of the font for this one that upset you so much? No, I, it just it's really bad. The title drop is is bad, and by the way, it doesn't stay a Star Wars story anywhere on the title. It just says Rogue One. So this movie is officially just called Rogue One. That's it. Kind of mm. cool. I mean, hmm. yeah, I'm okay with that. Star Wars Rogue One is way cooler. Um, but yeah, these model star destroyers. What do you think of those? It looks like we're back to like actual I, models, I like practical stuff. Yeah. I, it looks. I like sick. it. I like it, man. Oh, um, there was some ones near the end. Yeah, we can get to those. We can get to oh, that Jesus. shit. Yes. Um. So, guys, I want to ask you about some of the characters here. Saw Guerrera, played by Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. Did you did this character work for you guys? The what did you think here? I I didn't like the the choice of accent or something. No, I didn't like the breathing through the tube like he was Immortan Joe from I, Dude, I love that. Mad Max. I love that. Saw Gerrera feels to me like a rebel version of Darth Vader, something like, you know, sort of mm. he's a maybe Potentially evil, dark dude who's on the rebel side who has he's, you these breathing apparatuses where and whatnot. On the, where on the D and D alignment scale is he? See, he's like on the opposite side I of think, dark. I he's think like he's chaotic, chaotic good. good. I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, my problem with Saw, as is the s- same problem I have with a lot of the characters, is he seemed to only exist for specific plot points. Like they didn't really get into. What, why is he extreme? Like, what? what is it that he does? And, and uh, Jin has been working with him this whole time? Like, what were they trying to do for that all these years? Like, I didn't... None of that was clear, right? Well, I, yeah, like, that was very brief. How we know that... Because the, the Alliance knew that she knew Saw because of who she was. But we didn't really find out until she showed up. And it's like, well, why the hell did you leave me wh- wherever... And in my mind, I was immediately like, what do you mean leave? Like, she, he found you in the yeah, bunker. right. But then we find out it's she was working with him until she was, like, 16, and he abandoned her because people were realizing who she was. That was weird. That was, yeah, glossed over with some ex, some expository dialogue yeah. like in, in just a few seconds. And it really does... There's no, It has no impact. Yeah, and it doesn't help us get to know Jin Erso as a character at all, right? No. She, she, To me, she feels very distant the whole movie. 
I, I didn't feel like I ever yeah, really got to know her in any way. Yeah, she's she's sort of almost at the at the start seems like you know, she doesn't care about dark side, light side, empire, whatever. She's just like sort of in it for herself to survive. Uh so Yeah, that's the, that's the biggest complaint I have about Jin's character is they didn't give her enough uh time. I didn't really. think her performance. Um, I think that Felicity Jones is quite poor in this movie. I don't know. I, don't I, know. I think she was all right. It's just that she didn't have a lot to work with like this arc of her becoming a rebellion hero uh and being all selfless or whatever. Right, like she's selfishly going after her father who is she finds out is building this death star. Um but she doesn't really have an arc. She's just very constant all the way through, and then we get a little bump towards the end where she's working with the rebellion to steal these plans. Like she doesn't, she doesn't have a proper journey. Do, do you, really, like, do, is she believable in this arc to, to you? To she really wasn't for me. I don't okay, know if you I guys... gotta be the voice of dissent here then, because I I had no problems with uh, Jones's performance. I thought that Urso was a great character, okay. and uh, I was. I just wish there was more. Like she she was sort of dead inside just beaten down at the start of this film and then she just went dis she became very distant from all of that for the rest of it i thought i don't i don't know it just yeah as, as a protagonist i did not feel connected with her at all i actually almost i would say i share your feelings towards her but for her father i think that uh mad's mad's right yeah, yeah. mad's yeah he's he, already a star wars character's name anyway <laughs> But I feel like he didn't really sell it for me. Like, he looks badass, <laughs> I guess, and he's. I buy that he's really smart, but like... Galen Urso? Yeah. When we get to spoilers, he does some pretty badass manly shit. Well, and like, and, and this goes back to my complaint about most most of the characters. Like, Cassian is really just a trigger man for the, the Alliance, and he is he changes his mind about something in the film... But that doesn't really have a big impact because it's just sort of a hey, the plot requires. He, he, there's a little bit of pang of guilt on his face when he ices that guy in the alley, right? Is there? Yeah, he kind of feels bad about it. I don't think he does. Cassian, right at the beginning, he that was the guy's like, kind of getting on to him a bit uh, yeah, too they're close. They're trying to do the Han Solo thing, right? Like, I guess that was a sort of Han shoots first. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I got, I read that as he just did what he needed to do and got the hell out of there. And, so. that, and I thought that that did a nice job at rounding out the Rebel Alliance as as not these. Everyone is these goody two shoes. We're the Rebel Alliance. We're all these shiny, yeah, rebels, happy dudes. Rebels kill people. There's some sketchy guys and girls in the Rebel Alliance. Like, this isn't a perfectly squeaky clean group of people. And, and you get the sense that Cassian Andor, I think, yeah, right? Cassian Andor. He's, he's made a lot of shitty choices throughout his whole life as, you know, and, and done a lot of bad things in the name of the Rebel Alliance. You know, I mean, I thought that that came across pretty well. I don't know if you guys. It, well, it did a couple things. Like, that scene reminded us, you know, that these stormtroopers are kind of like policemen. So, like, killing them is, you know, not just that everybody doesn't just go around killing stormtroopers all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the it, Empire wasn't, at the first, a, a strong-armed imperialist. Like, they were just the cops of the galaxy. Like, the Emperor turned them into yeah, yeah. a strong force of brutality, yeah. right? And it also showed, like you said, that... Uh, um. Cassian and his ilk are, you know, tough guys that 
do bad shit, which is necessary later, and we see his group of sort of misfits and bad guys. Yeah, it gives see, more like, depth to the alliance, Ca- right? Cassian answers to the general dude, who actually, I haven't mentioned this yet, I love the costume design. So 70s and their hairdos and stuff, like it just throws all right back I to think that. Columbia sells Cassian's jacket. Oh, I man. I think I kind of like, want Like they it. did such an amazing job with that. But he takes his orders from the general guy who's at the base on Yavin 4, what ha- what does Saw Gerrera do that's so bad that he is considered an extremist? By I, we, we don't see any of that, do we? No, I, I think. Well, when he gets the pilot, we see him with his weird creature. There's a bit of a slug scene, yeah, a bit of a that's, brain that's, slug that's, sequence. That's super weird. Yeah, I didn't dig that. Uh, yeah, what was the point? Is that some Star Trek Rathacon stuff? It was dumb, because the uh, pilot was just like, I'm already telling you everything. And he's uh, like, yeah, but my slug will take it on, and then you go crazy, but not really. I guess Sagarera, no. I just read today Sagarera is actually going to show up in Star Wars Rebels, so maybe those questions I have I think he's, he's been in previous He was, he was in Clone Wars, but yeah. he's going to actually be back okay. in Rebels. See, why wouldn't he just build the thing to go up to his face? Like He has the technology to have that crazy suit. Why does he have to lift it up? Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. Come on, it's, it's a Morton Joe shit. It's well, a galaxy far, far away. It, well, it, like, seems, it seems more like a scavenged thing to me because he's living in a cave, right? So that, maybe that's the best he could do. It's a Mad Max situation. So, so, so I appreciate that. It's just, yeah. Guys, can we? I think to proceed any further, it's spoiler time. Spoiler alert. Don't, don't yeah, you think? We really, to do the this review justice, have to pop into spoilers. Rock Because this is when they blow up Jeddah, and that's some crazy shit. When the Death Star blows up Jeddah, that looked so sick. Yeah, it it, it oh, man. I couldn't believe how like no disaster movie has made anything look that good. Yeah, it it felt on the level of like a James Cameron Titanic, which I might bring up later. It, it, it felt on a different canvas of, just of epic scale. It was so massive. It was unbelievable. This the, tiny little pinprick laser with the one reactor shot straight to the capital city, and then this just slow, lumbering explosion. Wave. A wave. A wave of the the earth just lifting up. And, and, and folding back. Yeah, that, oh. that pan shot up from the planet... As it slowly follows all the debris up into space. Going into space. Like getting launched into and, space. And then sort of the Death Star comes into view. Yeah, yeah. The, and I think I heard someone behind me go, it's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, there was kids it's, behind us and the kid goes, that's beautiful. It really was. Well, it, it took the time to sort of wallow in, in the awe of it. And well, movies don't generally like hang on well, and even, those things. Even leading up to that, the Death Star just... The solar eclipse with the Death Star. Oh, it just oh, moves every, in front of the sun, which makes no sense. Why would they? Like, why would they angle it the sun behind them? Like they wouldn't. But how to look badass when when Mendelssohn <laughs> is lying on the top, like of the uh, the like and the dish, and he looks and he just sees it coming up over the horizon, right, and like a lining to to fire, and the the shot literally like it doesn't actually hit. Oh no, that's on Scarif, right? Yeah, this, no, is, this, 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 one, this one hits like dead. Oh. They, they, but they the one it. later that actually like hits Ben Mendelsohn in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That like, just he gets blows hit the top the, off, and then he it's... gets hit by the Death Star. Like, he, 
in the face. <laughs> yeah, and and I just I love the one on Jetta because we get that perfect overhead view, you know, from looking down from. It's almost like the the Death Star was upside down when yeah. it came to Jetta. There is no up or down in space. It, it's true, but we were sort of flipped Haven't up. You've seen Ender's Game. It's true. I've I've seen Red. Ender's Game. You t- in order to play Blitzball, you need to n- understand that down is up, up is down. Blitzball. Whatever. Final Fantasy X. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, the, the the explosion of Jetta. I love the sequence, the escape sequence. I don't know if Saw Gerrera needed to die. You could have brought him. Yeah, with. well, he was a useless character anyway. Like that's that's what I got out of that. He was only there to deliver Jin a message. And that message is maybe. I, I, at first, I didn't know what to think about this Galen Urso info dump. Did you guys, did this work for you? Like, the the, the, um, the, the hologram message of, of Mads Mikkelsen basically... And then she just forgets it? Well, he, he explains to her, it is it is pretty heartfelt, I will admit it. I, it, I didn't I, get dusty, Well, this but, is why I didn't like him. I, I, I was like, it's a cop-out. I, well, I thought it was all right, because he doesn't know he's ever, if he was ever going to see... He never thought he would see Jin again, right? Like, he left... So, he, he, he's kidnapped to go design the Death Star essentially but all those years ago, right? Yeah. That's too convenient of a character to exist. Like, I mean, he has to exist for this movie to he's fit He's like an Einstein kind of guy. Well, but it's, y- yes, but he's not. Oppenheimer, sorry. He's he's brilliant, but he's not irreplaceable. And uh, that's what I loved about the story and how the Death Star weakness came about. It's so brilliant. He knew that Krennic would figure out they could just build it anyway. And to, in order to remain valuable to him so they don't just kill him, he, he became awesome. So he just kept going, but then on his own terms, built in a flaw. Hey, well, you know that little vent shaft that everyone's like, how the hell could that blow up the Death Star? Well, I, he did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and to save, like he wanted to get back to his daughter like more than anything, but he knew that he would be the only person who could... Uh, like engineer this flaw into the Death Star and save even you know billions of lives. He's, well, right? he, he's in a very unique position because he, throughout the course of the film, it, I would say he's friends with Krennic as friendly as you can be mm. with Krennic. So, uh, and we see that Krennic kind of gives him special treatment, even even in the scene on Edu where he he admits that he in fact was the one that was sending the transmission. Yeah, why does Krennic? He kills all the other engineers instead. Yeah, because why? Yeah, no, I know that I understand that, but why is he? Why does Krennic like buy it? His his confession. Well, no. Why does Why does he like? I don't get any sense that uh, Galen is actually good at pretending that he buys into this the Empire. Like he, oh, you, like he was well, because he like, was part of the Empire before, right? And then he just left. Mm-hmm. He's always sort of had a wide job at is, the Empire. What's his name, Carrick or whatever? Why does Krennic? He, Krennic? Krennic? Why doesn't he sort of question more? <clears throat> you know, like he he had to abduct him and you know deal with his family and stuff. Well, his wife was killed when he came to get him, uh, and his daughter. Do- they've never been able to find his daughter, so I think they just assume. Wouldn't he be suspicious? Oh, you're not bitter about your wife dying when we came to get you at all? You don't harbor any resentment? Well, this it, is a good point. Well, it's also a war film, and you have to realize, as much as we'd like to think that if our significant other was shot, we would just immediately try and take revenge, a lot of people would just fall into line. So Krennic is probably used to getting his way. Uh, okay. 
and that's fair. It's just this not, guy would never. It's just not defy me. Well, yeah, and so if he 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 probably kill him thinks, anyway, right? Well, he probably just thinks that if Galen openly defies defies him, he, fine, he'll kill him. Uh, but he hasn't, and. He's just built a tiny little tube that fits one proton torpedo and, and, perfectly and to since, the reactor core. Yeah. Well, and and since Galen is such a brilliant mind, I is would. He that, it's so funny, right? Like he's so brilliant, but really, it's just a tube. No, yeah. he, he, it sets fire. off. No, it it sets off a chain reaction through. Yeah, he it it's like a chain reaction. Okay, it's it's a secret, but it boils down to a tube that Luke Skywalker can get a <laughs> missile down. Yep, that blows up the whole. Dead it's side. sort of like why would that ever work? Why would there be a little just chain reaction? What you so you shoot a torpedo down an exhaust port all the way that, to the center, and that somehow is connected all the way to the reactor core, like because it goes all the way to the center. The only reason you'd connect those two components would be if someone purposely did it as a weakness. Like Remember it's in the diagram? Exactly. It's an engineered weakness. There's probably tens of thousands of exhaust ports all over the Death Star. It's this exact one that goes, goes right the to the middle. Galen has engineered. Let's make a conduit all the fucking way. No? Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I, I think the, the best retcon in Star Wars history. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Honestly, <laughs> like I don't, th- I don't see any problem here with Krennic believing that Galen, who just lost his wife, has no idea where his daughter is, throws himself into this work, uh, and he's a, the little backstory we get is that he's always been a really good engineer. So maybe he's just like, fine, he's in his element, you know. This and, is, and and he, he doesn't can, want to die. Exactly. He can and he convinces Krennic that he's. Um, I'm trying to poke holes in a movie. I know you are. I know you are. Like he's he's con- he's trying to convince Krennic that he's vital and that you need me, right? Like the last thing he wants is just to be executed because then he knows I will never see my daughter again, and also I can't engineer this weakness into this thing. Mm-hmm. So he has to convince Krennic that he's like indispensable, indispensable, can't get rid of me. Uh, I didn't think the info dump worked. People were crying around <laughs> us. Didn't work for me. Well, I didn't find it super touching, but uh, I think if if Felicity Jones maybe kicked a bit more ass in the acting department, I'm putting it really harsh. That's I don't horrible. know. That's I don't. I don't know if the speech was really that. Well, yeah. you just saw Monster Calls. Felicity Jones is a great actress. She's really good in that. So I don't know if it's fair to blame her in this. Maybe Gareth Edwards just didn't direct her. Um, yeah, he went George Lucas style on her, just said, cut, let's shoot some more well, uh, aerial uh, battle scenes. Well, because I love how this movie looks, but there there are a lot of characters that I think are a little one-dimensional and flat. So okay. it could just be that Gareth Edwards hmm. isn't the best uh, actor's director. I'll tell you one character who isn't one-dimensional or flat, and that is CGI Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh, yeah. No? Governor Tarkin. Oh, he's he, not the Grand Moff yet. Not yet. Yeah, he was. Hmm. My actually, good. I saw this film. You thought he was good. I liked yeah, it. He was better okay. than Leia. Okay. Yeah, definitely le- better. I, than I didn't Leia. like the CG Leia, but he was so close. Yeah. The problem was the lighting was slightly different from the other people in the scene. If that was a little closer. Man, this is great. Like, I, I can still tell it's CG, but it is really good the, CG. The lips move around a bit too much. It's Ninja Turtle lips. Like, you remember the <laughs> remember the animatronic lips yeah. on the old Ninja Turtle characters? They just had too many points of movement. The, the lips kind of go crazy on you. Yeah, like, he, he has done so well. So I enjoyed. It. I I wish it, we didn't quite have as much of him in the film. That's in that's an interesting choice. Do you guys think it was wise to have 
him play such a central role to the to the plot. Like he, like his choices. Actually, yeah, I didn't drive, notice it. I did they, not notice it. But they, he, he's a central character. Like he drives the plot forward in a lot of ways. Like he well, he is they, the one who drives Krennic over the edge, and a lot of the plot is driven around what Krennic is doing. Because you see, do, do we not see him in A New Hope? Like driving the Death Star, he, he is piloting the Death yeah, Star, which, so which has a hyperdrive, why. by the way. Yep. Do you guys yeah, like that's how crazy? Do you guys that, like how the uh, Death Star has a hyperdrive? I like that. So scary. But of course, it would have to, right? Every, if it's going to come, everything does. If it's going to come for you, think about it's not going to go like ten thousand years that to get works. You. It's the size of a moon, yeah, and it's got a hyperdrive. That's almost the more s- terrifying thing about it. It's a uh, like. What I liked about Tarkin, going back to that, is it was really close, and we're used to CG stuff all the time. I saw this film with my parents, actually. They both really loved it, and they're in their 60s. Um, they're not, I wouldn't say they're huge Star Wars fans, but they absolutely loved this movie. Uh, and my dad came out saying, you know, I saw in the credits the estate of Peter Cushing. Wasn't he, was he not in the movie? He's been um, dead since, died in 1994. Yeah, yeah. And so. I was like, no, no, that was a computer-generated likeness of him. And, well, and he's like, oh, wow. Like, that's really good. So for us who see CG all the time, we can pick it up easily. But for people that might not necessarily, it's at the point where yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy. To, yeah. And and what do you think of the fact that Peter Cushing is in Rogue One, <clears throat> has more screen time in this movie than he does in a new, <laughs> new hope. hope. <laughs> it's it's a little strange in a movie that came out like twenty years after he died, and, and he wasn't even around to shoot. It, he's a, it's it's amazing. It, it it says a lot about the future of like where movies are going and yeah. who can be in them and yeah like, uh, anybody. Just Humphrey Bogart's in the next Star Wars movie, I guess. Yeah, they're gonna do a Tupac film. So I, I, yeah, I, I really, I really did like Tarkin, uh, but the other CG yeah, character was yeah. not so great. Uh, there's a couple more things. Um, Darth Vader's castle, man. I said it earlier. I'm so happy we saw his castle. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he's, he's a badass castle. He is basically like is that still in. What's this, Hayden Christensen mode or no? As he's older, what? I wish we saw his face. Yeah, no, he, you could hear he was. Uh, he's James Earl Jones. Yeah, now. no, yeah. but like, but, hey, do he wasn't a black guy in the suit. Vader has like a couch. Like every time we see him, he's in like a machine or a tube full of liquid or like the getting a suit put on. Or, I don't think like, so. I think, <clears> I think, I think he has he like a walks. comfortable like recliner that he can sit in. Sometimes I don't think, I don't and think like so. read those back to tanks are way more comfortable than a couch, bro. Uh, yeah, like seeing the amount of damage done to his body in Revenge of the Sith. Maybe a just couch is chilling, so chilling in a back to tank. Do you have any idea what those bed sores would be like? Oh god! And so uh, he has he robot can use the force, legs, I guess. Too. So to his like leg, his legs don't books. get tired. He just his robot legs just <clears> keep <throat> him standing, so he doesn't need yeah. to sit down. Yeah. You know who else had robot legs? Saw Guerrero. Guerrera. Guerrera. Yeah. Basically, yes, the good version of Darth Vader. Yeah, the budget version. He was the Alliance version of Darth Vader. They don't have as much money. Um, so, guys, they're actually conjuring up the stolen data tapes. Remember in A New Hope where he says, like, you didn't have the clairvoyance to find out, you know, to conjure up the stolen data tapes. So when they're talking about the, the Death Star plans being stolen, the Empire calls them data tapes. Yeah, because they actually 
And in this movie, pull they're, out the eight tracks, actual like hard HDDs, like in yeah. a tower. So it, even that jump that they both have to oh, make is how good like. Is that? Holy shit! You just did that. And how Star Warsy is it though? Oh, That's so like awesome. A, a sweet looking weird central shaft with an awesome looking pillar, and it's almost the like Citadel. They should have fallen down it. Nobody made the Wilhelm scream, eh? There was no. There's got to be a Wilhelm in this. There wasn't. Really? Dude, there has to be a Wilhelm in here. Nope. The Tie Fighter maybe made one. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right. I didn't hear one. I always know. You always hear it. It sticks out like a sore thumb. Right? And a guy falls, and you're like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I swear there was one on Jeddah, <laughs> like when they were fighting the stormtroopers on Jeddah. Uh, but I could be wrong. Um, I, I love that central column with the hard drives pulling out like that. Seems super retro, it's super like old school Star Mission Wars. Impossible. Well, it just feel like felt very Star Wars to me when they made that jump. It's almost like they they should have kissed each other and said like good for luck or whatever. You know, like actually on that note, a uh, bit of a jump here to different. Um, I was worried that based on the way their characters were going, Jin or so and Cassie and Andor would have some sort of love arc towards the end. Yeah, I was, I was glad. so happy they didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the scene, nice. the scene at the very end was just humans knowing that they're about to die. Yeah. Yeah. Like they just, it's really I, good. I just want a little bit of human contact here. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. That. They, cause they knew there was no point to any, like what would be the point of any like, we can't romantic get, we, interest. We, yeah. Right. Um, but so they're, they're they're stealing these hard drives to sort of like this is the big climax of the movie. We're on Scarif, the most badass Maldivian Hawaiian. Yeah, your Bora trading Bo- planet is like worldwide Hawaii. Like Bora Bora Tahiti, so good. Why didn't Star Wars go here ages ago? We're always on deserts and fucking snow planets. Uh, but so they can't send enough. Like, is there like a megabyte cap in Star Wars universe? Like, you can't send a certain amount of data. You can only send like a few hundred megabytes over well, subspace. Well, they're starships, but they're also old tech. So, so there's like certain data you need to physically. They don't have the Mass Effect drives. Yeah, but you need to, like sometimes you can send signals over subspace. Like, send a, a radio signal kind of through hyperspace, right? Well, that's how they're able to communicate yeah, yeah. across planets. So it doesn't take 10,000 years to get the message there. It must be something, well, right? I think when you have a large message like this, like a large pack of data, which the Death Star plans it, are, and it's like, it's they like, got to actually physically get that shit, dude. Um, and I got to say, the, the, the hallway sequence at the end of this movie oh with my God. Darth Vader like sparking up his lightsaber and 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 all of the rebels are in that hallway with their backs to this door and one guy has the card with like basically oh he has a USB my stick God. with this, the plans You know on where it. it's going. You guys, you know where this is all going. This scene is my favorite scene in any Star Wars it's, movie ever. It's the most thrilling moment in a Star Wars film. It's almost like a horror the film door is jammed. because they're on the disabled flagship they hear something in the shadows at the end of the hall. You hear Darth Vader's breath, and then the red lightsaber comes on, and they are terrified. Are you fucking kidding me with this? Awesome. Oh my god! And he just goes to town. But you, it was like the beginning of the Force Unleashed. Oh god! It was fuck that un- shit. unbelievable. Yeah, like, Darth Vader. I found him a little menace. Like I never found him to be the men- the like the bad guy. This is why but he this- is feared. 
oh man, this, like, and, and he lost a lot of respect in the prequels with the yeah. whole no. Yeah. He's redeemed in this oh, scene. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. He just murders like but, a but dozen guys. We we know where this is going, and and the way they slip it through the door, and and you know. You know where this is going. Everybody knows that in A New Hope, the the plans are in Leia's hands. The plans are on the you know the blockade runner that, that Tantive Four. Yeah, they're on the ship already. So we know we know where the movie's going. This is like Titanic. We we know the ship is going to crash. The the challenge ahead of the filmmakers here is immense, and they set it upon themselves. We know that the audience is going to be saying to themselves, "How is this going to be interesting?" When I know exactly where this is all going. And they almost like set that challenge for themselves and then just jackhammered through it, basically. Oh my god. So here here's my problem with Force Awakens and Rogue One. I think they both went too long. Uh I I think in Force Awakens when uh Ray hyper drove hyper drived, hyper driven <laughs> off in the Millennium Falcon <laughs> to find Luke, it sh- that should have been it. I didn't like that she ended with Luke. Luke was great, but it the ending wasn't as good as it would have been just going to credits once they go off to find Luke. Yeah. This went a little too far as well. You think so? I think with... You don't it, like CGI Leia? I don't like CGI Leia. Hmm. Uh, I think it should have ended with Darth Vader getting to the hangar like he does and seeing the ship launch and go off, and that's it. Like, just him looking at this ship. Because then, it, we, like, at the start of A New Hope, we immediately cut to his Star Destroyer following them. I don't think we needed to see what was on the ship. I, we know what's on the ship. I know, I know. And he came, dude, he came within inches of getting those fucking plans, man. Like, imagine, oh, imagine had the impact of the yeah. shitting. He sh- like, it's, t- it's, it's almost hard to buy that he wouldn't get them because he's so force sensitive. He probably could have just forced them. Like, if he, like, but, he would have known that, like, that, he's so powerful that he would have known that that guy at the door was thinking, these are the plans, like, oh my god, I have to get the plans, the plans, the plans, and he would have, like, ripped his arm off and brought it over. He would be the first guy to grab, yeah, grab the thing out. Yeah, Mike, I know where you're saying, like, I think what, as bad as, as, as shaky as the CGI Leia is, and as maybe as unnecessary as that final denouement is, I think it's amazing because it sets us up mere mere minutes before the events of A New Hope now. Like, does Rogue One end, like, 20 minutes before A it New se- Hope? It seems to. But I think like she's that just is, about to record that. Yeah, that is amazing. If that's the case, holy fuck, is that awesome. We did see R2 in uh, C-3PO as well. If you want to nice end with Leia, though, I don't think you needed her to be like, oh, it's Hope. He could have just said, like, your highness, here are the plans, and that's it. Like there, there. Are, I think there are more impactful moments and lines to cut to. I myself simply would have loved Darth Vader turning off his lightsaber and watching the ship fly away, and then just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, a and, fi- final breath, cut to credits. Yeah, you're kind of <laughs> right. You're kind of right. But I mean, it's it's still good. I just think it could have been slightly better. These are nitpicks. No, I know. These are I know. Nitpicks. I know. That, that's we all are, that's left. That's I think all, we're all that's, that's all that's left at this point. Um, I I did like to go back to quickly to the beach scene like each each of our me- our heroes dies a very noble and we all know kind of this Every, is gonna, everybody dies everyone is sacked which is a know. ballsy move that the shield generator is so fucking awesome in this movie and you know no one's getting out of there right when and, the star destroyers those hammer smash into each other those hammerhead ships it. dude talk about the hammerhead ships oh the hammerhead corvettes so, what so, do you think of those they're, cool. they're like those tugs super cool and i Another, I love that they're tying, 
I love that they're tying the series together with the movies because the ghost, oh, which, those... is, which is the main ship in Star Wars Rebels, is actually in the background fighting with the fleet. Oh, oh cool. And the rebels, like the, 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 the characters in Star Wars Rebels, stole the hammerheads for the Alliance in the show. I love it. They're, so, they're, they're essentially these tugboats, and if you look at Star Destroyers, they have these little notches on the edges. They've always had these little cutaways that just look cool. These hammerheads just slip into them and smash oh, them into each other. And I love when they accelerate. They just sort of crunch up the edge. Oh, like, and well, the, you can see their huge engines and, just and, like fire. And you know those are gigantic models. The momentum. as you see, well, But that, that's not CGI. Even, I didn't think. I wasn't. I never once thought about, oh, those are models. I was thinking those are massive those are star spaceships. destroyers. Yep. And the momentum of one of them. If it's going ten kilometers an hour, it's going to cause. But do you know why that scene has incredible so incredible much... damage? And it's going mm-hmm. really, really fast. But do you have any idea why that scene had so much weight to it? Yeah, because because they were scale models. Those yeah, that and, wasn't and CGI, like, and it sheared the top off the other one. Just like oh, it man, felt like it I was watching so Titanic, good. man. When, so good when the boat col- when the ship collapses in Titanic, you felt like you were watching something horrifying and immense. It's like Deepwater Horizon, yeah, man. It's it's you're watching absolute chaos in this giant epic canvas. It's it's just jaw dropping, man. I Rogue One does so much well, and the space battle in this. I don't. We haven't talked too like we've been talking about it, but not <laughs> not the battle as a whole. This is the best space battle, in my opinion, in the entire series. So, oh yeah, like Tie Fighters Jedi? blowing people up. I did not expect X wings. A giant space battle yeah, I know. above Scarif in yeah. this movie. No, as soon as the Rebel fleet jumped in, I was like, what the shit? And yeah. then it, it hasn't been the done. X-Wing's awesome. It just hasn't been done well in so many movies. We've forgotten that they were it was, possible. So it, I, I, like Only oh. like two X-Wings get into the shield, and it's awesome. The, like the, the ground battles, the space battles, like, this is, everything. Like This oh, is man. everything that's good about the original Star Wars. Turned up to eleven, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, like that's what this movie is. The co- oh, it's, uh, the, the conscious decision to take the like ninja guy and not give him a <laughs> a lightsaber. Yeah, amazing. Just give him a stick. Just yeah. an actual just, just a wooden stick. stick. Yeah. Um, and go with the space battles again. This is really just me saying, hey, remember this? <laughs> uh, I I I love. And everyone always thought about this. I'm sure. What happens if you're flying and a ship comes out of hyperspace right in front of you? Yeah, so, so, you crash the fuck into it. Yeah. So, so, so seeing the rebels try and get away and Darth Vader's star destroyer just showing up and yeah. ramming them, yeah, was Ugh. just like the icing on the cake of this um, incredible space battle that. Had yeah, been and going you're on. like, oh, and only one or two of your ships are gonna get away. Okay, damn, oh, fuck. So, uh, and going on this note as well, I loved the new ships they introduced, like the U-wing. I've mentioned this before, but. You're like, well, why didn't we see anymore? Every so every U-wing that we see in this movie gets blown up. So they don't have much. They don't in have the way any, of defense. They, they don't have any left. I feel like I have so much work to do. Like I used to know all the Star Wars ships by heart. This, Not anymore, I, dude. There's so many new Gotta ships. Got to get a whole poster. Are part of the original core trilogy because they were around at the same time. Click the donate button so we can buy <sighs> new schematics. Guys, there's one last thing I want to bring up on how great this movie is, and it's the chimney. Chirrut Imwe hood gag where the blind man gets a hood oh, thrown yeah. over and his he head. he says, are you kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So he... Amazing. He and uh, K2 had the, the funniest lines in the entire movie. They steal the show, right? Yeah, yeah they, they really Great. do. Yeah. Yeah. So I th- that's... 
another criticism is I don't think there was enough humor. Like, this is a very it, serious movie. That's what a lot of people kind of criticize. This is very serious, but... Yeah. You need a humor for those peaks and valleys, man. Like, it becomes even more impactful if you're having... That's why drama often has I so know. many. It's yeah, but you got to be careful. Look at Train to Busan. <clears throat> I, saw, I saw a yeah. tweet from I think Matt Singer, and he said that I'd like to th- I'd like to thank Star Wars for being super in line with 2016 and sucking all the fun out of Star Wars. Rogue One. Thank you, Rogue One, for really sucking all the fun out of Star Wars. What? I mean, it was a serious okay. it was a serious war movie, but I had a shit ton of fun. Exactly, <laughs> that was a sassy droid. Come on, come man, on. Yeah. come on, um, lighten up, guys. This movie's amazing. Let's give some scores here. I I'm giving this an, a solid nine out of ten. Easy. It doesn't go nine and a half. I don't know if it. You know, it's still pulpy stuff, right? It's still just popcorn stuff. Is um, it? I think that the first thirty minutes of the Force Awakens are still way better than. The first well, thirty see, minutes I of love this. The first, what? How long is the first sequence in, in this? Like ten minutes. See, the Force Awakens has full, like fully realized characters. Mm-hmm. My biggest complaint with it, t- Rogue it tapers One, off though. It does. Uh, this does not. No, it really does not. Uh, <laughs> that's why Eddie Burn. Like it, it blows up to the most amazing, thrilling moments in any Star Wars movie. So it, yeah, the third it, act. It's, it's hard to reconcile these movies, but I think. Yeah, the third act kicks anything out of the water. I, I think I like it better than Force Awakens. Oh, man, it's so good. Wow. Um, you don't. I, I don't. think you just what? talked me out of the 9.5. Wow. Into a 9. Why? Um, because there are some uh, problems, I think. Some some scenes that were, like, so big, but also reminded me kind of, of something like, I don't know, like independence day oh no or something no like i didn't really? actually like the shield thing i i did and i didn't it, it is a bit independence day i did and i didn't oh, no. it's a very convenient thing you almost wonder why they don't just have one on every planet damn it i can answer that for you because i'm sure it's super energy probably takes one of those crystals and, and expensive to make and this was like there's there's facility for storing their data so they couldn't put that on every planet they just chose this one. Yeah, okay, and it was really sweet. Could they put one around the Death Star? It was a really sweet like... vacation spot, See, actually. that's a good question. <laughs> Why they don't have one around the Death Star? What are you giving this movie? Uh, to be boring, I'm going to have to give it a nine like everybody else. Oh, okay, all right. Um, really boring. 27. Yeah, 27 out of 30. <laughs> yeah. One mark down from perfect. It's, uh, I mean, I, <clears throat> I love this film, and I was all of the negatives I was bringing up are mostly nitpicky. I just wish the characters were a little better. Yeah. Uh, if they were... A little more realized. Oh, this would have been a ten. Yeah, it it could have got there. Red didn't quite go as high as he did last year. I think. Yeah, I've I've tempered my uh, my movie criticism okay. abilities. Well, this is a much more mature man. This now. isn't the first Star Wars movie in a decade. So yeah, yeah I was over eager however if, if if this is what we're gonna get every year then color me it the, was the premature happiest. evaluation no, last co- time i'm the happiest am, human yeah. being that like this a pig and shit kind of moment right i cannot wait for episode eight next year and then han solo the year after that i'm very curious to see how han solo goes yeah everything seems good in the hood but one, 10 years from now, or we're sick of Star Wars, right? I don't know, because you, you were like, they should do Shadows of the Empire as a standalone. Fuck, this is oh, too much, man. man. No, just, it's all good. Guys, next week, we are reviewing Assassin's Creed. Credo. 
for episode Wayne Gretzky. Oh, 99, boys. Super excited for Assassin's Creed. I love Macbeth. Like, I adore It was Macbeth. so good. You haven't seen it yet? Not yet. Oh, watch I'm, it. I'm still, I'm, like, we have no reviews yet. We've had, there's been some tweets from people that aren't, aren't critics that have seen it. Uh, it, it who knows? It's, who, it's, who say it's pretty good? It's not looking good. I'm yeah. If it was good, the review embargo would have already been broken, and people would have be getting hype for it, yeah, right? Like all of the re- review embargoes that happened it's this tight. year, it's tight. It ended up being it's gonna be chappy. Oh no, guys! I just I, I have a lot of faith in this one based on how visually appealing Macbeth is and how badass some of the fight scenes are. It's just going to be awesome well, if you love the games, I think. Michael Fassbender yeah. is great to watch on screen. He's an amazing actor. And Marion Cotillard is really good it's, as well. So. It's not going to be... Jeremy uh, Irons, man. It's not going to be Prince of Persia, guys. This There's a lot riding on this. Let's just, let's just leave it at that. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at ScottWilsonBC. Two L's. Get it right. <laughs> you could also follow me on Twitter if you wanted to. You can. I'm at Jared underscore Sergeant. All right. All right. <clears throat> I am on Twitter at Michael Arlind. That's it. But yeah. don't follow him. <laughs> no, he I'm, doesn't I'm want there. you to I'm there. Just know about it. Uh, follow all three of us, please. <laughs> we're on Instagram at Vertical Viewing. Things are heating up. Things are cooking up over there. Uh, on vertical on Twitter at Vertical Viewing. Verticalviewing at gmail.com is where all of your thoughts, recommendations, uh, fan theories, Westworld theories communiques of all kinds yeah Yeah, send send something if you were part of the people the group of people that uh believed in the hashtag dump star wars campaign that was going on if you can send an essay it doesn't have to be super long just tell us why yeah why do you think that had merit yeah please i'm very curious let us know verticalviewing.com is where you're going let email us from there click the donate button help us offset the cost of seeing movies putting on the show okay I'm being really, I'm really okay. like, I'm being really like, do aggressive. it, do it. Please do this. Guys, we love you so much. Anything you can do helps us keep the lights on around here and offset those costs. Let's us keep jamming us. Sliding into your ear a holes. slice of internet week. pie all over your ear. Um, <laughs> go see Rogue One, everybody. It's in yeah. wide release. Do it immediately. Do yourself a favor. It's, even if you're not a huge Star Wars fan, it's just a great oh action movie. Goodness. Oh my goodness. So, so good. Uh, any final thoughts, gents? I'm gonna well, go see it again. I'm, I want to go immediately. I would. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing it yeah. another time. Yeah. The only thing that I was wondering is uh, what, what? 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 Do you know? Do you know how a ship would have to orient itself to be, travel through the the gate in on Scarif? It wouldn't be horizontally, would it? No, you'd have to keep it vertical. Whatever. Whatever that means. <laughs>